there was a storm brewing. Not on the water, but in the atmosphere. Jesus already calmed one storm with a word, and he walked on water in the middle of another. Storms did not scare him. But Jesus felt the chilly winds of hatred and hostility begin to blow. King Herod was getting suspicious and jealous. What's the hubbub about this Jesus? The religious rulers could not conceal their outright hatred. The Pharisees already blocked Jesus on social, and now some of the people who listened to Jesus were offended at his words. But Jesus was not out to win a popularity contest. He was out to win men's souls. It was time for Jesus to slip away and get some rest because of the year behind him and even the harder year ahead of him. So for the first and last time in his ministry, he retreated to Tyre and Sidon. Tyre and Sidon was a Gentile region. Very few within those city limits worshipped the one true God, but even in a dark region where few worshipped God, the light of the world could not be hid. Somewhere at some time, somehow, this little lady had heard about Jesus. The Gospel of Matthew calls her a woman of Canaan. Mark called her a Greek. Neither one of those names were names to be proud of. The Jewish world was very simple. There were Jews, and then there were Gentiles. There were Jews, the good guys. There were Greeks or Gentiles, the bad guys. And then there were those pesky Samaritans, half Jew, half Gentile, nobody liked them. This lady was not a Jew, and she was not welcomed by the Jews. She might be able to press her nose up against the glass of God's promises, but she wasn't allowed to walk inside and taste of them because she wasn't a Jew. She could window shop the wonders of Almighty God, but she wasn't allowed to enjoy them just because she wasn't a Jew. But when she heard Jesus was resting inside her city, she asked around until she found where he was staying. She knew she didn't deserve to see him, talk to him, but she could not shake the horrid memories of the sleepless nights her daughter would scream and wail because of the demons inside of her, and how they tortured and tormented her, and she couldn't bear to see her baby girl hurting when the healer was just one prayer request away. She had taken her daughter to the professionals, and they had done their best, but all they could offer was a shoulder shrug and a hefty bill for their services. Be sure to pay on your way out. But this was not an issue that the most agreed professional could handle. This was an issue for Almighty God. Well, thankfully, Almighty God was staying just a few doors down. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Just the Crumbs, please, on Simplify. She found Jesus, and she said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. When the disciples heard that, they nearly choked on their flax flakes. How dare she? Who does she think she is barging in here asking for a miracle from the Messiah? She's not a Jew. She's from the other side of the river. And besides, we're on vacation. This lady's putting a crimp in our go-karting plans. Jesus, send her away. She's bothering us. She's getting on our nerves. She's got important stuff to do, and she's taking up your time, our time. We're on vacation. But they were right. This woman didn't have a right to ask Jesus for anything because Jesus made it clear in Matthew chapter 10 that he was on a mission to reach and preach only to the Jews. But this woman knew if Jesus didn't heal her daughter, her daughter would never be healed. So she came to him, she knelt before him, and she worshipped him. Were this miracle like any other miracle, it ends right here. This lady did it all right. She came, she humbly knelt, she asked Jesus for a miracle. And just like so many others we've heard about, Surely she's going to receive her miracle. If Jesus responds the same way every time, he's got to heal her because this desperate mama did everything by the book. 
But Jesus didn't even answer. He didn't even give her a nod. He just ignored her. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. He didn't say wait. He didn't say anything. He might have even walked out of the house because Matthew records the disciples had to go to him and asked him to send her away. Jesus, she's driving us crazy. Do whatever she wants so she'll leave us alone. Then Jesus broke the silence. He said, I'm only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's the nail in the coffin, lady. You're standing in the wrong line. You're a Gentile, not a Jew. Jesus is not going to help you today or tomorrow or ever because you're a Gentile. Come back. You know what? Never mind. Don't come back. You're standing in the wrong line. I had to go to the BMV a while ago, and I stood in line. I listened to everybody tell their story to the clerk. Uh, yeah, here to get some paperwork for the new car. Oh, you got a new car? Yeah, yeah, I got a new car. Well, tell me about your new car. Do you like it? Yeah, I like it. Oh, that's good. I remember my first new car. I drove it off the lot. It purred like a kitten. All the while, I listened to stories of cars and titles and plates, and they just started to mix together in a low roar. The minute hand on the clock just kept spinning, and I just kept standing. After what felt like story hour, it was finally my turn. And all I needed was one of those little expiration date stickers for my license plate. I lost it somewhere between the mailbox and the license plate. So I stepped up when my number was called and I said, good morning. I accidentally lost the little expiration date sticker that goes on the back plate. I need to get a replacement. And I was ready. I did my homework. I found out it cost $4 for the little sticker. So I went to the bank. I got $4 in cash. And the lady behind the counter pointed to an overcrowded lobby and said, I'm sorry, sir, but you're standing in the wrong line. You need to be over there. And she pointed to a longer line. And my heart sank. You mean I've been standing in this line all this time, wasting away to nothing, and all this time I've been standing in the wrong line, wasting all this time? But there was hope. This lady knew where the stickers were. She knew where the stash was. She knew how long I'd been there. And I may not be big, but I am tall, so I'm hard to hide. I know she saw me. She understands my plight. Surely she'll just walk from one side of the lobby to the other, pick up the little sticker, and let me pay $4 for it. But she didn't. She just pointed to the lobby line and said, now you need to go get in that line. One glance told me I didn't have enough time in a week, much less an afternoon, to wait in that line. So I stuffed my $4 back in my wallet and came back on a day when all of Knox County was not camped out of the BMV. That's what Jesus told her. Sorry, lady, you're standing in the wrong line. You're a Gentile, not a Jew. I could help you, but I won't help you. I'm only sent to help the Jews. Next. Now that doesn't sound like Sunday school arms open wide, Jesus. But even that didn't flatten her faith. What she did next boggles and inspires me. Matthew 15, verse 25 reads, Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Really? She came back and worshipped the one who ignored her, walked away from her, even rejected her. And she still called him Lord. He may not be excited to help her right now, but Jesus was her one and only hope for healing. If he doesn't help her, her daughter will never be delivered. So she asked again, and I can't see it, but I think Jesus grinned. And Jesus cracked open the door just a little bit and said, let the children be filled first. It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Ma'am, I, I like you. I do. I'd like to do something for you. Really, I would. But you're a Gentile, not a Jew. You're not, you're not one of my kids. You're more like, well, you're like one of the dogs. 
Ouch! Picture the family around the table, hungry children, tired parents. Bread comes piping hot from the oven, headed for the table, and underneath the table, the little dogs wonder if they could have any of that beautiful baked bread. But it wouldn't be right to take the kids' dinner and give it to the dogs. Who does that? But that was all she needed. She grabbed the brush from Jesus' hand and kept painting the picture he was painting. Bread comes piping hot from the oven. Mom and Dad pass it around to the kids. Each one ripped off a slice from the loaf and passed it to the next in line. And as they did, crumbs fell from the table like bread from heaven. That's why the dogs were under the table. They were there for the crumbs. They weren't asking for the whole loaf. They'd be happy with the loaf, but they didn't need it. They were happy with the crumbs. This dear, desperate, determined mother knew she didn't deserve the banquet. She didn't deserve the loaf. She just needed a crumb. One crumb was powerful enough to cast all those demons out and leave her little girl alone. I'm not asking you for the loaf, Jesus. Just the crumbs, please. That will do. Are you sure? After all the sleepless nights and all the fitful nights and all of the nightmares when she finally did fall asleep and all the times you bailed your daughter out of jail and all the parent-teacher conferences when the teachers just shook their heads and said, well, I'm sorry, we just there's nothing we can do with her. But she understood the power of demonic possession, but she also understood the power of God, and she understood the crumbs were enough to cure her daughter of all that. Jesus doesn't have to open the windows of heaven and pour out all he's got in the storehouse and empty the overstock from the back room to answer our prayer. All we really need are the crumbs. And Jesus' grin graduated into a full smile. He looked into her misty eyes and said, Great is your faith. Be it unto you as you desire. Mama, I'm impressed. I ignored you and you didn't go away. I walked away from you and you didn't go away. I flatly said no to you and you didn't go away. I gave you the reason I said no to you and you didn't go away. I called you a dog and you still didn't go away. Well, because of your faith, your daughter will be whole. And she was, all because she didn't go away. If you've been praying for somebody, for something, even just praying for yourself and haven't received the answer from God that you need, learn a lesson from this miracle. Don't go away. Pray again. Pray understanding he is Lord and we are not, and he knows what he's doing even when we don't. And when you go to him, humbly go to him, worship, make your request. And sometimes sooner, sometimes later, but always on time, he will answer simply because we didn't go away. Whatever you need, let's pray for it right now. Let's pray that God would hear and answer your prayer, that God would toss a few crumbs your way, and that's great enough to heal even the most dreaded disease. That's great enough to cure even the deepest depression and despair. Let's pray right now that God would work these miracles with just a crumb in the name of the Lord Jesus. God, if you can heal demonic possession with a crumb, I know you can take care of all that we deal with and go through. I pray you'd please minister to all of those listening to Simplify. I pray you'd work a miracle. We're just asking for the crumbs. You don't have to send us the whole loaf, just the crumbs. That will do. I give you thanks today. I give you praise for your mercy, for your greatness, for your goodness, for be willing to share with us your power. Work these miracles, these wonders, all for your glory, Jesus, we pray. And we will always and ever bow before you humbly, kneel before you, worship you, and give you the glory you're due in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much, Simplify listeners. Be sure to click subscribe and share. 
and you won't miss an episode, and neither will any of your friends. Hey, I had the privilege to meet several Simplify listeners, loyal listeners, while I was at Urshan Graduate School of Theology and on the campus of Urshan College this week. So for all of you Urshaners and all of you students who I had the privilege to meet, and for those from Westside Apostolic Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, who also have been listening to Simplify, thank you so much for listening to Simplify and making it a part of your devotional walk with Jesus. I really hope you've enjoyed the podcast, and be sure to click on PentecostalPublishing.com. I've got a couple of books I've written I would love for you to check out. One is called Simplify, aptly named. It's the devotional that launched this podcast. The other one is called Ten Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments, and it deals with what the Ten Commandments meant for them, means for us, and how we apply those to our lives. So pick those up at PentecostalPublishing.com or Amazon, or as several of you have heard and even commented, if you swing by this Knox County, Ohio area, you can stop by Paragraphs. There are several signed copies of each of those two books at our charming bookstore, the corner of South Main and East Ohio, Paragraphs Bookstore. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called Somebody Did Wrong, right? I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.